Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Here's the number. It's toll-free, 1-866-405-8405 for you. And uh, by the way, you can ask your questions directly from the Animal Radio app. It's free for your uh, iPhone and Android. So either way. Your questions for uh, Dr. Debbie or for Joey Volani. Uh, what are you talking about today, Joey? We're going to talk about um, how fleas can affect your dog's um, skin oh. um, after they after they get bitten. Flea, uh, what is that? Flea dermatitis. Flea, flea bite. Yeah, flea bite dermatitis um, is what it's it's what it's called, and it could be nasty yep. or it could be something that could be treated pretty um, pretty easily if caught in time. Yep, one of our cats had that. Really, oh, really yeah. bad. Just a couple of flea bites, but, but a, a steroid shot fixed Here that right on up yep, pretty fast. Uh, also, that pill that they're so controversial about. Comfortus. Uh, Comfortus. You know, there's a, there's, there's a lot of controversy with that. Is right. There's a lot of veterinarians that won't even prescribe it right now. Yeah. Hmm. I guess you got to sort of weigh the risks mm-hmm. and the benefits in a particular situation. Like, I wouldn't give Nike Comfortus every month as flea prevention. Right, I or would, a cat that had, you know, health problems to begin with. Well, I guess it's like every other medication, you know, even for people where you wear. Basically, when you get that warning, you know, it could give you high blood pressure, stroke, this, yeah. that, and the other thing. And, um, you know, a hundred people take it, and that one person, you know, ends right. up getting it. So yeah. One person, four hours later, is still there, and they have to go to the hospital. Okay, what That's the wrong pill, Hal. I'm That's a little blue that. pill. You know what? What, Ambien? <laughs> Here's the stupid thing. They make Ambien blue and they make Viagra blue. Uh-oh. Don't get them confused, whatever you do, okay? You're not supposed to take them by colors. No. Yeah, you just take no, both. No, no. Just take both. It can really ruin an evening. Tammy, what are you working on in the newsroom? We're talking about geeps. Geeps? Geeps. geeps. What's a geep? Yes, geep. It, it, it actually is an animal. It is the combination of a goat and a sheep. It was oh. an accident. It was a surprise. And its name is Butterfly. So we will talk about geeps. Butterfly the geep. That's all on the way. Butterfly the geep. And let me tell you, as crazy a name as that is, she is the cutest darn thing on earth. When you're talking geeps, this is probably the cutest geep you've ever seen. Absolutely (laughs) the cutest geep on earth. Okay. Maybe the only geep on earth. More on the way right here. I'm going to stick around just for that. By the way, I'm glad you're tucked away in your little newsroom today. You sound like uh, maybe a little head cold. What's going on? You know what? That's long gone. That, that's like three days long gone. This is the aftermath. And seriously, this is the most sound I've been able to make in like five days. So it, it's a little raspy, I know, but I'm so proud of it. I noticed the rats in the corner. We have rats in our studios. They're coming out I'm now sorry. just when they hear your voice. I don't know what that's about. but hey, I Wait hope, a minute. I wait, wait a minute. Wait, you're going to get better. Just uh, pump the vitamin C and the, uh, the orange juice, and you keep that door closed because I don't want to get that stuff, okay? I got no bugs. Let's see. Uh, oh, this is a cool story out of Oakland. There was a uh, truck accident. A truck spilled a shipment of tropical fruit all over the highways, Highway 580, uh, just outside of Oakland, 13,000 pounds of it. So what they do with it? They donated it to the zoo. Oh, wow. Well, that is brilliant. Yeah. That is good. great instead of wasting it. Yeah, yeah, so throw it in the trash. Plantains and jackfruit. What's a jackfruit? I've never I seen a jackfruit. Know. Is that that's, that's not the square one, is it? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's I think it's the that the it's green and it's like prickly, I think. Yeah, okay. Uh well they enjoyed thirteen thousand pounds of jackfruit and plantains. But you know what what was 
a little more fascinating about that story is that uh, these animals had never seen this kind of fruit before, and they hadn't tasted it before, so they were a little hesitant because it was odd. I guess they'd had normal fruit before, you know, regular fruit, but not this exotic tropical fruit. Okay, mm. I can tell you all about a jackfruit. Oh, you looked it up. She looked yes, it up. Yes, you bet I did. Connected it to is the native, Absolutely. It is native to parts of the South and Southeast Asia. It's thought to have originated in the rainforests of India. And it looks like, it kind of looks like a pear. It's kind of light lime green and real prickly on the outside. You're right, Joey. And, yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And I thought you, it was. Oh, gosh. Some of, oh my gosh, I'm looking at one that looks like it's about 12 inches. It's, some of them get huge. Holy they're, they have, they're, they're not little. And when you open them up, it looks like they kind of have like orange slices in them. Wow. Yeah, cool looking. Well, they got a, a, a tropical buffet is what yes, they got over there. Treat. No kidding. Yes, they certainly did. Okay, let's go to the phones. Toll free. 1-866-405-8405 for you right now. Oh, by the way, Marty Becker's on the way. Did I mention that? Not yet. Right. Now it's done. And let's head to Asilla. Is it Asilla? Asilla. Asilla. Where Where are you from, Asilla? I'm in Covina, California. Oh, okay. What's up? What's going on with your animal? I got the dream team here. Oh, am I on the radio? Shh, just between you and me and about... It's Dr. Debbie. You're just talking to me. We're just two friends having a conversation. Okay. Well, the reason that I called is that I don't have any pets right now. I used to have a little dog and a little cat, but... Um, I was kind of embarrassed, and but I called yesterday, and they told me it was okay to call. I'm, I've been distressed because I have little neighborhood cats coming to my house, and they come to the north, south, east, west, all the borders of my yard. And the dear little cats just look at me, and they poop, and they pee, and they do things. Ooh. And the thing, poop, and they uh, um, have bowel movements. I'm a nurse, registered nurse. They have bowel movements, and they urinate. And the thing is that it's causing me anxiety and distress. Because it's sure. a powerful smell, and it comes into my entire house, and you walk up to my house, and I don't know what to do. And so I felt like, well, I'm not calling about, like, how to feed them, or I just want to know this question. I didn't know if it was okay to ask this question on your show. Sure. Yeah, no, that's, I mean, it's a rational question, because, uh, you know, not everybody shares the love of cats being outdoors. Uh, well, now, well, do you, I, lo- do you- I love cats, dogs, horses. I love the reindeer <laughs> question you had yesterday. But I just wanted to know, since you're the expert, if there's something I can do that's kind and not cruel to help them kind of like realize that they shouldn't. But they're animals, you know, so I don't, yeah. I don't know. Nobody wants poop in their, in their garden. So so let me ask you this. You said you don't have cats. Do you have any pets? None at all? And have none, you ever? None. Now, I, I used to have a little dog and I used to have a little cat, but my cat in the news in heaven. But I don't have any pets. I've had several dogs and they kind of. No longer okay. here. Pitbull, sow, and a little fluffy dog that was just a little cute, fluffy dog. Okay. Well, and I think I think the way that you're approaching this is very, very kind because definitely, you know, we we love cats, and I love cats all over the place, but I don't always want them urinating and defecating close to my living quarters. So I think that there are very good ways that we can do to keep these kitties away and to encourage them to go somewhere else to do their to do their business. Now, one of the simplest things that I will use that's very natural is I'll start to uh, spritz um, uh, citrus oils or even just take um, lemon rinds, uh, orange rinds, and you can actually put those in the garden areas okay. and the corners of your house. Um, in general, my cooking, okay, lemon rinds and orange. 
Um, yeah, so in general, citrus scents are offensive to cats, and they, and they don't like to kind of hang out in those areas. So that's something you can do, and it's not going to harm them. Um, now, the other things, and depending on the weather, what you can um, arrange, there are some very good products that are motion-activated deterrents that are kind to the critters, but will help to keep... want to pierce their ears where it's piercing their eardrums. Oh, you know what I mean? Uh, n- not really the sound ones. Those don't really have much value. The things that will work are going to be more physical deterrents. So there's motion-activated uh, sprinklers that, if it's not cold out, you can definitely use those where once they break the uh, the eye of the beam, the sprinkler goes off. And, you know, cats aren't really hip at getting squirted with water. So, And that's the value is that once there's movement in the animals in the area, they get the negative aversion. So it's not something where, you know, I've had people say, oh, I'm going to have a squirt gun and squirt those cats away you just it's not reasonable you can't do that um, there also are the same type and variety of motion activated deterrents and they'll they'll um, express a, a some of the canned air some of that pss, pss kind of sound and that works to deter cats as well um, so you just might need to go online or, or check out your um, local pet store to see if they have those products but they okay. can be helpful um, and then the other thing that uh, you know taking a hand from um folks that hunt is that you can get predator urine. So things like coyote urine or mountain lion urine, and you can get those extracts that, you know, they use for However, their hunting. However, will those, will those also be, like, overwhelming and then defeat the purpose? Well, it depends on what overwhelming is. If it, if the presence of a little bit of it um, helps so, to deter those so cats, and if right. they're polluting it more... It's like the whole house, my whole house smells, and it's because it's everywhere. It's like I don't know why they decided to come here. Is there a reason why they decided to come here? Well, usually they'll, they'll either seek out um, whether you. That's why I was asking if you had animals recently, because if there were no. cats in the home recently, that might still be no. an attraction. It seems like all um, the neighborhood cats like to come here because I see different colored ones. Yeah, and then <laughs> and they walk feeding... along the fence and they just look at me and they go like, "Okay, hello." <laughs> So you might just be in the hotbed of um, your neighbors, and that might be the other thing, is just to have a communication with your neighbors and, and let them know what's going on and that your concerns and, um, you know, that you recognize, you know, you don't want this in your yard and, and certainly the health implications if you're out gardening um, with fecal matter in your garden. I think, I, think, I think they're trying to tell me something, honestly, because you know how they communicate and all animals communicate, and I'm thinking there must, maybe there's another message, honest. There must be... Other than then just going to the bathroom, there must be some other message. You think they want your house, maybe. (laughs) (laughs) But I think there's another message. So after talking to you, now I really get it. Well, good. uh, Hopefully that helps. Yes, it does help a lot, tremendously. And when you said the lemon rinds and the orange rinds, and then you said citrus oils, what did you mean by citrus oils? Because some things are poisonous. So what did you mean by citrus oil? Right. Well, you can just do something as simple as taking, um, you know, some lemon juice. Um, there are essential oils that you can use in diluted form, and you oh, can use okay. those as well. Um, so, yeah, th- those kind of things. De- Dr. Okay. Debbie, don't they also hate citronella oil? Yeah, and citronella's kind of got that kind of pungent odor. Um, you know, I will say yeah. that I, I, I probably haven't alone with citronella. I haven't had the most efficacy with that, and especially with dogs. I don't know about you, but I I don't always find those to be a real great deterrent. Okay, well, I want to thank all of you, and I listen to your show, and I love it. Well, thank and you very much. I, we I appreciate just want it. To thank you for the love that you have for the animals. It is so fascinating the variety of topics that come up on your show. We have a lot of fun. 
And it, it yes, takes it listeners like yours. Like it's contagious. It's it, fun. You can feel it over the air. <laughs> it, it is contagious. Well, thanks for your call. Okay. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Have a good day, all you of you. You too. All right? Bye Thank now. You. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. We're having a baby, so we gotta find a house. Using Realtor.com put the process in my hands. Realtor.com is the most accurate home search site. Accuracy matters. The Realtor shows me things I wouldn't normally find on my own. We worked with a Realtor who he knew the area. A Realtor made sure that we were the first ones in the door when a new house came onto the market. There's no way I could have gotten through this process without him. Realtor.com and Realtors. Together, we make home happen. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. You know canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition and excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-789. Get something started. That's the sound of the Commander, Kubota's top-selling zero-turn mower. It's built just the way it sounds, to command lawns, capture attention, and lead the way. So bring on the trees, bushes, flower beds, and water features. The Commander's smooth ride, tight turning radius, and deep mower deck delivers outstanding professional-level cutting performance in all kinds of mowing conditions. You can adjust cutting height on the go with Kubota's exclusive K-Lift deck pedal. Add the optional LED headlights for those days you need to mow your lawn while racing the sun. The Kubota Commander is exclusively available at your friendly local Kubota dealer with a four-year, 300-hour factory warranty and a family-friendly price tag. In fact, the Commander is Kubota's most affordably priced zero-turn mower ever. Kubota Commander Zero-Turn Mowers, built for the best things in life. Visit Kubota.com to find your local Kubota dealer. Hi, this is Shelley Morrison from Willing Grace, and I'm on Animal Radio. Please, spay and neuter your pets. Please. Animal Radio. Here's the number. Write it down. You may not need it now, but sometime you might just have a question about your animals and want to talk to the doctor or the groomer. It's toll free. 1-866-405-8405. Also, you can ask your questions directly from the Animal Radio app for your iPhone and Android and BlackBerry. Uh, download that now. It's free. Plus, you can uh, listen to the uh, you know past shows. You, did he really say that? Well, you can listen back and say yeah, he really said that. Uh, Bob Barker last week. Yeah, if you wanted to hear what he said, you missed it. Mm-hmm. Listen on the Animal Radio app. It's a free download. I just want to hear him. Yeah. He's cool. He's Not, a great guy. 90, 90 years old? At least. 90 yes. years old. And man, does he love the animals. He, he His whole life has been dedicated to animals. It's great. It has been, yes. What are you working on in the newsroom there? Oh, boy. We are going to talk about something very controversial to cat owners, and that is declawing cats. Ooh. Yeah, yeah I, that's yeah, my I reaction, too. Anybody says declawing, and I immediately like, ugh. 
but the American Veterinary Medical Association has amended its policy, and maybe, I don't know, personal opinion here, maybe they didn't go far enough on this amending, but we'll talk about it and see where they stand on this whole issue now. Yeah, okay. Well, I remember as a child having a cat that was declawed because we didn't know that this was not the right thing to do to cats and that it would actually cause more problems, which it did. That's the thing. People think it's just, gosh, it sounds terrible enough, just taking the nail out, but that is not the truth. It's actually amputating the very first digit of the cat's toes. And my husband, Randy, when we got together, had a cat that was declawed. And my first thing was to lecture him so severely about having had it done. And he, he, like you, he had no idea what he'd actually done and the problems it could cause down the road. Yes. They need to be able to scratch like that. What were you going to say, Joey? Oh, gosh, yeah. Well, the veterinarians, uh, in a lot of cases, don't don't say anything. They just they just exactly. go and, and they end up doing it. I mean, some do, but in a lot of cases, because I know a few people that had their cats decord and had no clue of what you know mm-hmm. the trauma that was going to you know put mm-hmm. this cat through until after it was done, and they, and they realized it. They said if they would have known ahead of time the procedure that happens, um, that they probably would have never had it done. Well, oh. there's some vets that, you know, they, they have the special, you know, get a neuter and a declaw oh. mm-hmm. right off the bat, and those are featured in the website declawhallofshame.com. Check that out. Oh, wow. I'm glad. And there's alternatives. You guys know that, right? Yeah. Oh, what? there's tons I mean, of alternatives. They, they, they make um they make caps that actually go over the nails. Mm-hmm. Um, they, it's soft put on paws. with a little applicator. Yeah, soft paws, exactly. And, and they um, come in you know, designer the, colors. The, the, Yep, exactly. They're cool looking, and depending on how active the cat is, they'll stay on it for a month or longer. Yeah, you know what? As I get clawed right now from <laughs> a cat that's you, reaching me, uh, I, I, I couldn't put those little claw paw things on those caps, those little colorful. They, I'm sorry. I want You you guys already dressed your dogs up. Now you're going to be putting these little things on the cats. Oh, it doesn't but, harm them. Here's my thought. If you're going to have a cat, you just got to get used to the fact that this life with the is cat. the life of a cat. They yes. like to claw. And if you can redirect it towards a scratching post or something, all the better at a young age. But, but not only that, when you remove the nails, you remove their way of defending themselves and they can start right. biting or they withdraw because they can't defend themselves and sometimes they stop using the litter because it hurts they 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 lost mm-hmm. their first knuckle and they can't dig and also mm-hmm. grooming they use their claws in their grooming mm-hmm. you know the city of west hollywood a number of years ago banned declawing no veterinarian no anybody in the city of west hollywood in southern california can do declawing it is illegal in that city that's how serious they are about it or the it should the be country so should that, that's pretty cool suit. Yes. Something that Hal said, which is funny, is um, you know, people that get cats should just understand it. Well, that's no different than people who get dogs and say my dog is shedding. I mean, what right. do you expect? Yeah. Right. This goes with pet ownership, and I don't know who's a cat. What is a cat owner without a few scratch marks? Right. <laughs> it's like that's a badge right. of honor. Exactly. It says to the world, "I have a cat." Well, it's just like having kids. You're not going to have anything nice in your house. You can't. You can't. Yeah, for 18 years. Tear, the same tear way with animals. Yes. Perpetual kid for 18 years. This is, but we love it, don't we? Hey, what you get back is way more important than a cool couch. Get right up. Oh, you're my baby girl. Yeah, as you look at my my reclining chair has a. It shows the Uh stuffing in the middle where my dog digs to Uh China in it. So she's dug a Uh hole in my chair. That's a fairly new chair, and I got this hole that shows all the foam padding right in the middle. You mean she's not well behaved? 
I mean, you are the animal radio co-host. No, this is this is just her outlet. Her outlet. She customizes the furniture. She was she was making a uh, you know how dogs dig and make a A den. den. So she she's for you. Yes. yes for for me. Me. She made a den. Yes. She made a den a sign for of love. She's a giver. She is a giver. <laughs> You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Hey, very cool thing I want to tell you about on, on this installment of Party Animal with your host, Vinnie Penn. That's me. I'm sure you animal lovers out there are well aware of this, but for those of you who aren't, I'm very excited to bring this to your attention. My sister and her children were visiting for the past two weeks, and they put their new dog, Ringo, in a video kennel, and they were able to log on every day and check on Ringo. Uh, The the camera was aimed right at me. I heard my nephews, Ricky and Jay, Ringo sleeping, Ma, look at Ringo sleeping. I mean, this is great for all of those people out there who still have a little bit of paranoia when it comes to, uh, you know, leaving the peppy. All you do is have the kennel owner's words when you go back. I mean, the fact of the matter is uh, kennels are, are fantastic. There's more than enough loving kennels out there. But every once in a while, you know, you hear your horror stories. There wouldn't be 2020 or primetime live without those kinds of horror stories. But it was great now. There was so much peace of mind. The boys were worried about the, the, the Ringo every day. And to be able to tune in in the morning and watch him in action, watch him chasing a ball, uh, was great. I mean, every day they started off in a great mood, except for the day I had to explain to them what dry humping was and why Ringo was behaving in that manner. But uh, my sister Julie says they're going to resolve that issue as soon as they get home. Um, uh, But nonetheless, what a beautiful thing to be able to tune in and see him playing and log in. And uh, they live out in Nevada, out in Las Vegas. So you'd think the boys would know about dry humping already, especially Ricky. He's 12. Uh, I'm living in Vegas. Vinnie Penn, Party Animal on Animal Radio. Hi, I'm Junior, Director of Marketing for Fido Friendly, the travel and lifestyle magazine for us dogs. I have the best job in the world, sniffing out hotels and destinations where they roll out the red carpet for canines and humans alike. To find out where I've been lately and to learn how you can travel like me, pick up a copy of Fido Friendly magazine at your local bookstore or subscribe online at FidoFriendly.com to find out what all the barking's about. Little Bo Peep has lost her sheep because someone broke into her apartment and stole all her sheep, not to mention a 50-inch flat-screen TV. Luckily, the Geico Insurance Agency had helped her with renter's insurance, and she got full replacement. She has since trained her sheep to do voice impressions of various attack dogs and now feels very safe. Visit Geico.com to see how affordable renter's insurance can be. At Stella and Chewy's, they're dedicated to the simple proposition that pets should be healthy and happy. Their commitment to quality starts with their ingredients. Every Stella and Chewy's product is made with raw, naturally raised meat, poultry, or fish, sourced from USDA-inspected facilities without added hormones or antibiotics. Unlike commercial pet food, which is one of the most highly processed products on the planet, with much of its nutritional value cooked away, Stella and 
Chewy's dog and cat food is nutritious and delicious. Learn more at StellaAndChewy's.com. I'm in Yosemite National Park to talk Gold Bond Rapid Relief Cream with the Miller family. So how many itchy bug bites and rashes do you have? 33 bites. 34. And a case of poison ivy. It itches. Do not scratch. Miller family, relief starts now. Gold Bond has twice the itch-fighting medicine of hydrocortisone cream. Plus aloe and vitamin E. It's fast relief on contact. Feels better already. Who's up for a hike? Look at the big kitty. I'm out. Gold Bond Rapid Relief Cream. Relief starts now. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster & Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. And I'm Tammy Trujillo. So do you get kisses from your dog or your cat? Well, who doesn't? Maybe, though, it's not such a great idea. Dr. Ira Roth of the University of Georgia College of Veterinary Medicine says dogs in particular carry some pretty nasty germs in their mouths. The risk of getting sick from close contact with your pet is pretty low if you're healthy. But if you have a chronic health condition or a suppressed immune system, sharing germs might not be safe for you at all. Roth says symptoms can be pretty nasty, stomach cramps, diarrhea, vomiting, that sort of thing. So what do you get when you cross a goat and a sheep? A geep. <laughs> really. And there is one. Her name is Butterfly. And she's the product of a pygmy goat and a sheep. And she was born a couple of weeks ago at the My Petting Zoo in Scottsdale, Arizona. Nobody at the zoo even knew that the mother sheep was pregnant. Butterfly actually appears to be the first of her kind. She was named Butterfly because of her various black spots. She has the feet and the face of her goat father, but the fuzzy wool and the longer tail of her sheep mama. Now, it kind of sounds weird here, but she is absolutely adorable. And they say she acts more like a goat than a sheep. Well, years ago, I inherited an absolutely gorgeous fur cape from my mom. I wouldn't wear it. I don't wear fur. But I didn't want to discard it either. And apparently there's a lot of other people who have had similar dilemmas. Now a national organization called Born Free USA has come up with a pretty fantastic idea. Recently, it collected unwanted furs and sent them to wildlife rehab centers in Texas, California, and Missouri, where they were cut up into small pieces and used for orphaned babies and injured animals to snuggle in. Sounds like a pretty good use. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit FosterandSmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned, with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order, with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Lots of things change in life. Here's one thing that has it. For over 20 years, Lumber Liquidators has been the home of unbelievable flooring deals. And right now, those deals are even better. Take your pick of gorgeous pre-finished hardwoods like cherry, oak, and hickory, or an incredible 149 a square foot, plus loads of major hardwood flooring brands at a crazy 40% off. Even get great deals on laminate, bamboo, and 
vinyl floors. So go to LumberLiquidators.com today to find the store nearest you. Special 12-month financing available. But hurry, the sale ends Tuesday. Hi, I'm Jimmy Van Patten, and I'm here to talk to you about our solution-oriented treats for cats and dogs. Natural Balance Pet Foods offers several nutritious treat formulas with tasty solutions for pets. Our treats feature unique ingredients like venison, duck, and salmon, accented with cranberries and pumpkin, and offer grain-free options. At Natural Balance, our philosophy is to provide pets and their owners the food for a lifetime. Natural Balance treats truly treat them right. For more information, visit naturalbalanceinc.com. Animal Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, a non-surgical alternative to dog castration. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N.com. You are so fast on that typewriter there. Or that uh, typewriter, that for ask your parents. Computer? <laughs> That's a computer keyboard, Hal. Yes. Yeah. 50 or 60 words per minute? If I really get going, maybe like 70 or 80. I, w- I was kind of laying back there. Yeah. Looking back at all the heroes we've had since we started this segment, just some amazing people. Bob Barker last week, mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, Cornelius Austin, mm-hmm. uh, Dorothy Hunter, who uh, ate the dog food for 30 days, all these people. And there's one thing that's in common. They're all helping the animals, doing something, going above and beyond for the animals or animal. And I'll say that because you could be helping one animal or you could be helping hundreds of animals. We want to know about you. Someone, please have someone nominate you if you're doing this. If you uh, know somebody that's doing something above and beyond, nominate them by sending an email to your voice at animalradio.com. Judy goes through those emails and she's looking for heroes every week. Now, is it easy to find heroes? Honestly. You know, you know, I know they're out there, but I just can't track them down. I know there's a lot of people out there. I just need to hear about more. You always hear about bad things in the news. I want to hear about the good thing. And that's what this is all about. Yes. And you hear about the hero dogs and the hero animals. This is the right. hero people, the people that are doing things that's, for our yeah, animals. Yeah, and they're not doing it for the recognition, so we don't hear about them. And this week's hero of the week is Sylvie Bordeaux. Bordeaux, I assume, is that correct? Yes, it is. Hi. It, it is French, is it not? It's French, yes. I was born and raised in Montreal, Canada. Well, now, you have invented something that's kind of... I'm going to let you explain it, because it's hard to explain. You've invented something for blind dogs, is that correct? I certainly did. Um, I have a 14-year-old toy poodle named Muffin. He went blind a couple years ago due to cataracts, and he was very depressed. Uh, He was bumping into walls, and I was very distressed about it. Sure. And people were telling me, you may have to think about putting him down, and that was just not an option for me. I I was really um, determined to find some sort of solution for him, so I had a couple of ideas. I hired sewers. uh, You you hired what? I'm sorry, I didn't hear you. You hired what? Sewers. 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 People to sew things. Oh, sewers. Seamstress. Okay, seamstress. Sewers. Okay. Um, contractors, you know, because I, I was working with piping, I was working with wire, I was working with cushions, grommets, there was a whole bunch of materials. What were you trying to invent? I wanted to invent a halo, like a walking stick, like a headgear protection, like a bumper. Oh. So that he can navigate and walk around, but there'd be something that would alert him, so that it would redirect him. 
So I'm happy to tell you successfully I've I've made that happen. So I have two patents now, and my uh, product muffin Halo is on the market. That is what it, absolutely fabulous. Isn't that ingenious? Thank you. That so really is. is. It's a three-piece item. You put on the harness, and it makes them feel very cuddled because blind dogs have a lot of anxiety. They feel very insecure because they're bumping everywhere. And some dogs go blind suddenly. Some of them, it's a gradual. Everyone has a different experience. But either way, what they do have in common when faced with blindness is anxiety, depression, very unsure of themselves, very scared, very timid. And um, so with the harness, it makes them feel very cuddled. And then I have a design of angel wings that sits on their neck, okay? So you put the angel wing on the neck, and there's already a halo attached to the angel wing. <laughs> and there's a little cushion in the angel wing, so they feel cuddled. They can sleep with it. It doesn't interfere with any of their daily activities. And then their halo guides them. So the minute the halo taps a hard surface, it alerts the wings that sit on the neck, they just automatically get the, re- the redirected. It's really incredible to watch because now they're blessed blind dogs. My thing is to make blind dogs trendy and get them the attention. And th- so many of them, unfortunately, are dropped off at shelters and they're number one to kill list. Can you imagine a dog being with a family for 14, 15 years and then all of a sudden dealing with blindness in a cold shelter? Oh, that's heartless. That would be so wrong. It, yes. It's unnecessary, Okay. And, I, and maybe the families are misinformed. Maybe they're scared. They're thinking, oh, the only way to correct is a $6,000 uh, surgery that they can't afford. Well, today, there's the halo available for the muscle halo. That's all they need. And they're do- it's a second chance for blind dogs, and they strive with it. I have thousands of them on all over the world right now. I'm global. Oh, now, are they is- just for small dogs, or do you make no, all sizes? For all, I make them for every size dog. I even have miniature horses that are asking me to make them and for cats and becoming Noah's Ark. Wow. wow. How, how many have you made so far? Thousands. And, and the website, secondchanceforblinddogs.org, what's over there? Okay, well, I want to share my story real quick. Please, so take your time. So when went blind, okay, there was one day he fell down the stairs. I was very concerned. So I took him to a vet. So I want to make sure it was, that he didn't hurt himself internally because he's a little guy. He's only six pounds, seven pounds. So in the course of that, I was working on my prototype. We discovered he had a mask. He was very concerned, so I took, I took him to an internist. This internist did, was really pushing me to do exploratory surgery, and I, I, I did not want to do it, especially in Muffin's, you know, he was only like 11, 12 at the time. I, didn't, I don't want to risk his life on, on hemorrhaging to death. So I, he told me he could do an aspiration of tissue, which is a very simple procedure, and he says it's 80% accuracy. And I said, you know, that's good enough for me. So they did an aspiration of tissue, took five minutes, it was very simple, and it was benign. So I said, okay, as long as it's benign, I feel all right about that. Mm-hmm. Then I changed his whole foods, I supplements, et cetera, et cetera. A month later, he was doing really, really well, and I decided to go get it checked one more time. And this particular internist was really trying to push me for the surgery again. Took Muffin in the back, comes back to me, he's white as a sheet and says, something horribly went wrong. I said, what do you mean? I said, my dog's healthy he's great and he says unfortunately i lacerated him by mistake and he's on a table bleeding to death and we have to do immediate blood transfusion and and i need you to brace yourself for the worst because if i lacerated his main artery there's no way he's going to survive so i was devastated to say the least and my first prototype was coming the very next day 
okay? So I went in the back, and Muffin's fighting for his life. He's on oxygen, and I, I could barely stand. I can't even believe this is all happening. So I said to him, I said, please, please fight. I said, I know you've been having a rough time with the blindness, but Mommy has something coming, and it's coming tomorrow. And fight because we're going to be advocates for blind dogs. It's going to be your legacy, okay? Your life is not going to be in vain. I need you to fight. We're going to make this happen. So I went home, and I, I gathered all his belongings, and I prayed all night, and I said, God, just please give me a second chance, and I will devote myself to blind dogs. I will figure it out. I'll make it happen. Just please, please just give us a second chance. So that's why I named my nonprofit Second Chances for Blind Dogs, because I'm lucky now that I... After, you know, quite some time and then getting patents and all of that, I've got the product. I've got it down. I've got it for all big sizes. It's working. It's giving all these blind dogs at least some life. But there's a lot of them that are in shelters and rescues. And my dream is I want to be able to get Muffin's Halo to all these dogs in shelters and rescues to help them navigate into their forever homes. That's all they need. I want to take the stigma of blindness away because when people see them and then all of a sudden they see them with little angel wings on and you see them navigating, <laughs> you're going to want to take them home. Oh, yeah. You're rooting for the little underdog. Adorable. And so that's why I'm trying to raise funds for my nonprofit, Second Chances for Blind Dogs, this way. That's what I can do with my halos as well. And I see you're also coming out with different designer ones. You've got some quarterback ones. Because the quarterback's the star. He's the popular player in football. But, you know, he's got his blind side covered. He's got linebackers. He's the quarterback. He's got, so <laughs> my thing is, Muffin's halo. We, we've got your blind side covered. Aww. Sylvia, I want you to go over to him right now and give him a big old hug from all of us here at Animal oh, Radio. And, and thank you so much for what you've done. I encourage listeners to check out your website, two of them. I've got MuffinsHalo.com and SecondChancesForBlindDogs.org. We'll put both of those links over at AnimalRadio.com. Sylvia, our hero of the week, thank you so much for what you do. Thank you so much for helping me spread the word. I appreciate it. Keep up the good work now, okay? I promise you. That, that was my favorite hero story, I think. I like, I me like too. that. Me yeah, too. That's pretty me neat. Too. That's awesome. If you uh, know or have a hero that you'd like to nominate, let Judy know. Radio's Hero People is underwritten by Zuterin, the only FDA-approved non-surgical method for sterilization of male dogs. Zuterin offers an alternative to neutering male dogs, thus helping reduce the pet overpopulation problem. One injection provides a safe, permanent, and virtually painless alternative to surgical castration. Zuterin, a permanent and cost-effective alternative to neutering male dogs. Learn more at www.zuterin.com. That's Z-E-U-T-E-R-I-N. Hi, this is Judith Chapman from Young and the Restless at CBS, and I'm on Animal Radio right now, and I'm asking everyone out there to please spay and neuter your pets. This portion of Animal Radio is underwritten by Stella and Chewies with their brand new size of raw frozen dinners for dogs. It's a little introduction pack, one meal. Eight and a half ounces. Actually, that's a couple of meals. A good day to try out any one of the flavors. What I do is I try out each one of the flavors. Personally? The dog likes variety. Yeah, personally. Ever since Dorothy yeah, like Hunter. Var- I, yes? I like variety. Yeah, we yeah, all like. We all do. My favorite is the Phenomenal Pheasant from Stella and Chewy's. <laughs> Thanks, guys, for underwriting Animal Radio. So I got a good email um, from a listener, and she has a... Um, 
she has a purebred collie, and she said this was one of the first years that the dog um, contacted fleas. And apparently, for what it sounds like, it was probably a little bit more than just a light infestation. It sounds like it might have been pretty heavy. She said that she had it treated immediately. Um, she went to her local groomer, had the dog um, flea bathed, and then um, ended up using one of those topical um, um, flea preventatives um, to follow up, which is actually exactly what you basically should do if you have a bad flea infestation. Also take care of your house and everything else, every, every place that the, that the pets basically were um, you know, sleeping and, and going about the house. One thing, though, she said was, which she wants to know, is the dog has significant hair loss, and the dog's skin is real pimply and red, and she knows that's from the fleas, but she said it's been a few weeks now, and she hasn't seen any hair come back. Matter of fact, she thinks the condition is getting worse. What should she do? Is it a grooming problem or a veterinarian problem? It's a combination of two, is my answer. Basically, what it sounds like to me is the dog has a case of flea bite dermatitis. Now, flea bite dermatitis is basically an allergic reaction from the saliva of the flea. So if a dog is allergic, it's, it's, it's like people who are allergic to poison ivy. You know what? Some people can go in, they can garden, and another person can just look at it, and, and it's, going to, um, it's, it's going to you know irritate them and give them a rash. Well, it's the same thing with flea bite dermatitis. Not every pet is affected by this, but dogs that are could be very significant. They could scratch themselves raw, and, and, and open, open up their skin and cause infection. So you do want to take care of it if you, if you notice it right away. The easy way to take care of it is you can either um, go to your local groomer or try to find it. I mean, you're probably better off finding it online because I've never seen this particular product in um, any of the local pet stores, but that doesn't mean they don't have it. I, I would either call around or go online and find a shampoo that has hydrocortisone in it. Now, what that'll do is it'll relieve the dog from itching because the problem is the dog scratching. So if you can relieve him from, from itching, what'll happen is, is the skin irritation will eventually clear up. Sometimes um, a Benadryl regimen will work, but I would talk to my veterinarian. In extreme cases, they have to go to the veterinarian and the vet has to give them a shot of cortisone. And you know what? I wouldn't hold off on it because, like I said, if, um, if the first one doesn't work and the dog is still scratching, you're going to end up with a dog that's going to have a bad skin infection. It could lead to a lot of other problems. But I would, I would do my shampooing first, and um, it'll probably save you a little bit of money. There you go. The Dog Father on Animal Radio. You're listening to Animal Radio. If you missed any part of today's show, visit us at AnimalRadio.com or download the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. It's Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets toll-free, 1-866-405-8405. You can also ask your questions from the Animal Radio app for iPhone or Android or BlackBerry. It's a uh, free download, so download it now. So whenever you have that question. And uh, let's head to line four where we have Robert for Joey. Hey, Robert, how are you doing? All right, and you? Good, what's going on? Uh, thanks for taking my call. I've got a uh, little female chihuahua cross probably about six years old, about 10 to 13 pounds. When I go to clip her toenails, she goes bananas. 
<laughs> and yep. what I have to do, what I have to do currently is wait till I catch her asleep, and then I might get to clip one or two toenails. And after that, we're done. I mean, she won't let me do it. I I, I need to get them clipped. They're getting bad, and I I just don't know how to, don't know how to handle it. Well, you got the piranha of all little dogs. Um, you know, when Chihuahuas come into the salon, I have to tell you, sometimes we cringe to cut their nails. So this isn't, this definitely is not an easy task. But let me ask you a question: Did you ever try doing it with two people? Yes, she will claw me to death. I've tried to hold her and get my wife to to do the clipping and and vice versa, and she doesn't bite. She just she will tuck those little feet up under her, and and she she wants me to hold her, and she will she'll tuck those feet up under her and fight you to. <laughs> you just, you're just I, not going. You're just not going to clip them. I can picture it. I definitely can picture it. Now, to see the advantage that we have as groomers is we have a um, you know grooming table with um with the with a safety loop, um, so it makes it easier. But what you can do is try this: take a towel and wrap your dog in a towel, only exposing the leg that needs to be cut at that time. So what it's going to do, it's going to immobilize. And you gotta, you're going to have to make it a little bit tight, but not too tight where it's uncomfortable, but tight enough where she's not going to claw you up. And the good thing about it is, is she doesn't bite. So because she doesn't bite, that actually you don't have to worry about the mouth. And what I would do is I'd wrap her in a towel, expose that, Cut those nails, and you know what? The important thing is in a situation like this, because you have a dog that's really, really nervous about having their nails cut to begin with, I wouldn't cut too much off at, at a time. I wouldn't. I don't want to uh, make the dog bleed. Now, even if the dog bleeds, you know what? It's an old wives' tale. They're not going to bleed to death. It will make a mess, but sometimes it could traumatize your dog because it is a pinch, and it's you know they're going to feel it. So what I would do is I would do it more often. The other thing about doing it more often is your dog will finally get used to it. Maybe after, you know, 5, 10, 15 years, um, they'll get used to it. No, just joking. They'll get used to it um, <laughs> um, probably within with, within the first first few times knowing that you're not going to hurt them. Um, and by immobilizing them, it also makes them a little bit more comfortable because when they feel like that you're in control, they're not as nervous. When they don't feel like you're in control and you're trying to do something they don't like, they're going to fight even harder. So that's what I would do. And I definitely recommend cutting over grinding in a situation like this because it's quicker. Grinding takes a little bit longer, and the sound of the grinder sometimes will spook the dog. So what I would do is I would just take a little off. I would try to do it once a week, wrap your dog in a towel, and each leg as you're done, put that leg in the towel, pull out the other one. Okay, and hopefully that'll help you. Got it, got it. I want to beat. Uh, I want to beat my own drum for right quick. Uh, I'm a truck driver. I don't know if you know of this. You probably do, but uh, there are uh, dog rescue places out here that use truck drivers to transport dogs to a new home. If someone adopts a dog out of state, and they know that particular truck driver is going through that town to pick. Pick that dog up, going to the to the to point B. Uh, we do. There's truckers out here that do that. I happen to be one of them. And uh, that's great. People could check with people could check with their own uh, uh, local dog pound or adoption agency and see if that they have truckers that do that. It's free. We don't charge nothing. We just we do it to help the dogs. 
I, that's great. You know what's funny about that is 11 years ago, that's how I got one of my Karen Terriers through Karen Terrier Rescue. The dog came up from South Carolina, and I had to meet them at the Vince Lombardi truck stop on the New Jersey Turnpike. <laughs> and um, I believe the, and, and I believe. He, yep, he, he came. He came in a semi, and um, uh, it was it was great. It was great. It's good to have people like you out there. Thank you. Uh, again, I'll try the towel trick. I had heard of that. I just I just hadn't done it. Uh, being a softy, you know, she starts her little acting up. I just quit, you know, until I wait till she goes to sleep or something. What about using Benadryl to calm her down? Hmm. Benadryl doesn't have the effect that it does on us, on, on dogs. Um, it's funny because um, and it, 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 it's something else that I, I know a lot about because Benadryl actually helps um, – keep mast cell tumors on dogs at bay so i have i have a dog that had a problem and we give him three benadryl a day and he's about 22 pounds and something like that because that would knock me out completely and it doesn't knock him out at all matter of fact it doesn't it doesn't even show any effect on them and when i asked my veterinarian my veterinarian said that they just don't have the same effect to it that we do so you know what i i, I wouldn't um, because i don't think that it's really going to help okay all right, I'll do the towel trick then. You got it. Good luck with that, Robert. And thanks for what you do. I think we talked to Judy. Did we talk to a? Trucking yeah, there's group? an organization. Do you belong to an organization that does this with trucking dogs? Yes. What is it called? Yes, uh, I have a uh, I have a distant relative that lives in Dallas, Texas, and when I'm going through Dallas, I'll call her and say, "Look, I'm going to point A, point B, point C, and you've got something going that direction." I've even relayed dogs off on other drivers. But is there an organization that you belong to? Uh, not no? exactly, but there is organizations out there specifically designed truckers transport pets or, or something along that line. And we spoke to someone. Uh, Operation of yeah. something. I don't remember what it was called. Back, back a few yeah. years ago, we spoke to someone yeah. that was uh, working with that. Well, the, you're doing good work. Thanks for keeping America moving. We appreciate it. It's Animal Radio, toll free, 1-866-405-8405 to the Dream Team. Dr. Debbie answering your vet medical questions. Dog father, Joey Volani, all for you right now. You lucky dog. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Animal Radio is underwritten by Natural Balance Pet Foods, the finest food and treats you can buy for your pet. No matter which formula of Natural Balance Pet Food or solution-oriented treat you choose, it will truly be the food for a lifetime and a treat to treat them right. Visit naturalbalanceinc.com to learn more. Celebrating the connection with our pets, this is Animal Radio, featuring your dream team, veterinarian Dr. Debbie White and groomer Joey Villani. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Mm, and another big one in store for you today. Looks like veterinary correspondent Dr. Marty Becker will be back. We're also going to talk about fleas today because it is turning out to be another record flea season and it seems tougher and tougher to get rid of these little guys uh, because, well, it seems like, well, they're becoming resistant to the medicines yes. or tolerant to the medicines. Is that possible, Dr. Debbie? You know, it, it is. And there, there are certainly skeptics um, of that. And a lot of times we always go back to the, the pet owner and are they using it properly? Are they using it in the right timeline? Things like that. Uh, coming up in just a few minutes, TV critic from the Boston Globe, Matt Gilbert. Very funny guy. And uh, he hated dogs until... He was afraid of them. Was he? Yeah. I was when I was a kid. I was afraid of dogs. There was one big bad dog in the neighborhood, and I would run home from school hoping never to encounter that dog. 
Oh, see, I went right up to him. I got bit on the lip, and I, it didn't stop me. I kept going up to every stray <laughs> still, dog, and then yeah, and you still do. I still do. <laughs> yeah. Didn't didn't deter me. We get to that point where we meet that one dog, where it, it suddenly changes our life, and we're mm-hmm. dedicated to them. And that's exactly what happened to Matt Gilbert. And we'll talk to him in just a few minutes, right here on Animal Radio. But first, let's answer your questions toll free one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five for Doctor Debbie or Dog Father Joey Volani. Where are you calling from, Lee? I am calling from Torrance, California. Oh, okay. Well, what's going on today? Um, could I just say one more one thing? Um, you know, I think it's parents' uh, responsibility to teach children how to walk to and fro to school and back in different places where they don't teach the children how to correspond with animals. So as they mm-hmm. walk by, they might hit the fence. They might pull some plants. And I think that they don't give the animals enough respect and i think that we don't teach our children to respect the animals you're right uh, you're right if, if i had been taught by my parents that animals like if they had one when i was a youngster i probably wouldn't have been afraid of dogs correct and, and you do you do see the kids like they'll gain teasing them teasing and the dogs them and throwing stuff at them i yeah. see it every day because i live right by where the junior high lets out wow oh that, i'm sorry yeah. to hear that i, I wish there was really feel sad i'd like to just teach a class right there on the corner <laughs> <laughs> well you know uh, have you heard of cornelius austin this guy's no i haven't he's no. teaching classes over at la coliseum he just goes uh-huh. there every every other sunday yeah, no he's there every sunday and, and he's that right and he tells every mostly pit bulls but he tells everybody bring their dogs out he doesn't charge a penny he wants to help them. he'll have lines of 50 people or so and he's training them that uh that pit bulls really are Okay, dogs. Yeah, and mainly he's training the people. The yeah. dogs are already Thank you. Good. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> really, dogs all know okay. it. So yes. how can we help you? i got the doctor right here. Okay. Hi there. So what I want to ask is I'm kind of active in my community, and I keep my yard clean. But my neighbors, they have the problem with fleas that is astronomical. In mm-hmm. fact, one of the puppies died, and it had so many fleas on it. Mm. I had never experienced anything like that before. And um, what I'd like to know is how can I help them get rid of the fleas that are in their yard? We call the professional exterminator, okay? Mm-hmm. And um, it didn't work. It did not work. What can we do to get the bugs, the fleas out of the dirt? Okay, well, the thing is to remember is that as long as there's anything warm-blooded going by in the environment, you've got a food source for fleas. So it's it's a bit unrealistic to say we're going to get rid of all the fleas outside because you are in an area where fleas exist. They're, they're naturally out in the environment. Um, humidity, moisture, vibration, all those things help to stimulate the um, development um, of the different life cycles of the fleas. So for me, I would say the, the focus is really to make sure that we're effectively treating the pets and that the indoor environment, what we can control. Now, uh, you know, a, a professional exterminator can do um, some help outdoors, but we definitely need to make sure that the animals in the house are fully treated because they're the, mostly the food source. Okay. Um, now, um, what do you say about the fleas? Um, I have never experienced a flea like this that has a, a sticky type substance that's black and when you, when I left to go help my neighbor, when I come back four hours later, there's this sticky substance on my Maltese's head in three different places. And she has scratched and itched that until it was slightly bloody. It was mm. red. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, I was going to take him to the vet 
anyway, but anyway, what I want to know, what, what is, kind of flea is that? What is that? And when I'm combing <laughs> that flea, it will not come off with a flea comb. Ooh. I have to hmm. use a, a, a pair of tweezers to pull that Super actual flea. flea out. Mm, that's, I mean, that sounds a little interesting. I don't know. I would probably want to get a look at it um, just so that we can see because mostly fleas have an appearance. They're kind of either reddish to brownish. Um, they actually kind of almost have a flat appearance to them. Right, like um, the ones that are not pregnant do, and mm-hmm. then they're black. And then when they get that pregnant bulb on the back of them. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they definitely, they get it they, after they have brownish, their blood meal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a brownish, tannish bulb on the back of them. Yeah, so I'm not really sure about the sticky part of things other than just, you know, as a, a flea is feeding, it does incite inflammation. And, you know, if the dog is scratching and itching, there's going to be a response from that. Um, so you can get flea allergy dermatitis, which is, you know, the body's reaction in certain pets where they're just super allergic to even the bite of one single flea. And it'll drive them bonkers. So we can actually get, um, you know, some serum that can ooze from the skin if they're digging and scratching long enough. So I, I'm not sure. I'd probably, yeah. you know, I'd have to kind of see that doggy and to see what specifics um, is going on there. But most in, in most cases of uh, dog and cat fleas are actually caused by the cat flea. Um, so that's the majority oh, of the population. I have a so, cat that um, I try to help by keeping a bowl in the front. Mm-hmm. That's going to be definitely a um, you know a, a source um, for fleas. Any kind of not just cats, but even wildlife, raccoons, we, possums. We have, we have that problem. I'm confused. I question. You just said the cat flea. You mean there's different fleas? Yeah, technically there, there's what they call the cat flea and the dog flea. Wow. Um, yeah, but uh, 99.9% of the cases of fleas on either a dog or a cat are actually technically the cat flea. Is that a light brown flea that doesn't seem to have much of a shell? That's kind of like what I just described, the reddish to brownish um, okay. color. But, you know, I, I will say that there's, om- I think there's like almost 2,000 different flea species you. across the world. Wow. So just in our area, you know, the cat flea tends to be the number one culprit that we're talking about. Okay. But, yeah, so we touched upon, so if there's, you know, wildlife vectors or stray cats in the area, they're going to be running through. And they're, you know, that's what I'm saying. You can't treat the yard and think you're going to get control of things. We're going to need to make sure we treat the pet and, if possible, try to kind of maintain some of the um, the wildlife population outside of the areas. Now, I'm assuming the lady has um, dogs or cats or both? Uh, she has three dogs and one next door, and then the one across the street. She had uh, two dogs in the yard, but she had to take them dogs out the yard. Mm-hmm. She had gotten the Triforis, you know, the pill that you take. Mm-hmm. First, you yep. take the two series. And what yep. do you think about that pill? You know, that can be very helpful, the, the Trifexis, and it has, uh, it's a good product. It has both um, what kills uh, an adulticide, so it kills the adult fleas, and then it also has kind of a, uh, what we call a flea sterilizer, so it helps to kill those immature forms as mm. well. So that is a good thing, and with any product, um, we do need to use them consistently, and I don't really expect a quick uh, turnover in a household. So this can take months of really diligent, effective control. In many cases, we will actually combine different types of medications with veterinary okay. um, supervision. So that might be the other thing. So um, Trifexis is a, um, a topical. There are some oral medicines that can right, help to the, kill. The brown pill. Uh huh. Probably the Capstar. So, and those are very effective for a very quick kill. And you, you know, the adult fleas will just kind of go popping off the, the animal it is within about. The way that product works. It's a great product, but rec- recognize that that's only we're killing with that medicine. We're only taking care of five percent of all the fleas that are 
potentially in the environment. So all those other forms are in the home environment. So they lay eggs that go on to becoming a pupa, uh, I'm sorry, a larva and then a pupa. So there's different life stages and that's why um, right, we that's may what need I was to wondering about that too. Yeah. So, and if I'm having trouble with managing um, a household and we're feeling like we're doing everything we can possibly to control fleas, sometimes after a few months I'll switch products because there is some concern that we can have resistance um, yes. to products. So that's yes. one way that we can help to kind of combat uh, hard-to-kill flea populations. And right, because to... the advantage was working at first and then it's not working. Yeah, we had the same thing with the front line. line. That's not working. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I found yeah. that out too. Exactly, you do have to change your product. Yeah, now, and then also the the other things in the house. So the things, making sure that we are vacuuming, laundering the pet areas, the bedding, uh, carpets. Um, you can't. Yeah, I'm doing that. yeah. So What's how that? often do you think that I have to uh, like move the furniture and really get that spring cleaning every three months? Well, technically, ev- vacuuming every 48 hours is most important. Well, yeah, for- I, I know what mm-hmm. you mean about the vacuuming, but sometimes you have to do, like, more diligent vacuuming. I mean, just vacuum, you know, how you vacuum. Then you got to yeah. move the couch, move the bed. Oh, well, heck, man, you're going to come over to my house. <laughs> yeah, I am busy at my house. <laughs> You're, you're doing a deeper kind of level of cleaning than I'm probably going to do for fleas. But you know, the big thing I'm is... talking about because, you know, right there by the dresser edge, do I have to worry about that? You know, the little dust gets there. You try to vacuum that out. Where are they in my house? Where you know, are they? Most, most of the cases, <laughs> fleas are hanging out waiting for a food source to go by. So it's not in their best advantage. It's not in their interest to go hiding out in corners. They're going to be out on the carpeted areas, places where the animals frequent. So that's why we really want to focus on laundering their bedding, vacuuming where the pets lie. Um, and we know that vacuuming, it can actually pick up and clean um, a lot of these larvae and um, eggs from the environment. 30% of the larvae in the carpet it will get picked up with vacuuming. That means 70% is still going to be there, even if you're a great vacuumer. Right, um, so, right. You know, and I also so, want to mention that as soon as you vacuum, you need to get that out of the house. Go dump it outside. Don't let it sit there inside. I do that. Mm-hmm. I do that. I just, let me ask you this. A cotton blanket that's quilted adverse to just a plain one-layer blanket. What's your idea on that? No difference. Yeah. No difference. You don't yeah. think so? Not at all. So it's not really, that's not what they live off of. They live off of the animals and the animal um, products. So um, they're just going to hang out wherever they sit. And um, once they feel the vibration of an animal going nearby, Mm -hmm. that actually stimulates them to go into their next maturation phase. And then they're going to come out and they're going to be adult fleas. So, um, yeah, it doesn't matter what kind of uh, bedding you have. or You know, some people may find that having a tile or a um, wood floor is easier to vacuum and to manage. I did, I did, and did my floor, and I'm a renter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Concrete. If you have concrete furniture and concrete, <laughs> that takes care of the uh, a lot of problems that you have with animals. Yes, yes, okay. So I have just been through it now. Fleas as a verse to uh, mites, and mm-hmm. you find a lot of uh, beds, they don't know about mites that much. What do you say about mites? Well, mites are, I'd rather debt. De- 
I'd rather battle mites than I would fleas because um, mites are usually more exclusive to the pet, whereas fleas are going to take over the environment and they can be even a risk to you know um, people. You know, people in homes with heavy flea infestations will get oh, bit by those. Bad. Some bad. mites there's there's mites that are that don't spread from dog to human, and then there are some that that can. But uh, I'd definitely much rather deal with mites. Right, the scarcoptic mite and all that type. See, because I have mm-hmm. a lot of pit bulls. Mm-hmm. So I yeah. did, and in my life I have. And um, like the one that I have now has an allergy so severe that I don't know what to do about it. Okay, I don't know if it's the food that he's eating, but certain times of the day all around his eyes turn red, his mouth, his nose, and then mm-hmm. on his belly at times turns an, an absolute red and these big welts break mm. out. Oh, he's, he's me getting high. dollars for a shot oh, yeah. of cortisone. Okay? Yeah. That only yeah. lasts for 36 to 48 hours, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are, and that's a great point to mention. It's kind of a different whole topic than what we're getting into here, but um, pit bulls in particular can be a breed. We do see hives that can happen sometimes from food allergies, seasonal allergies. Sometimes there's not even a known trigger, and they'll break out in hives all over their body, and we call that idiopathic urticaria. So um, it's it's kind of challenging. So um, I sense your frustration. It is a tough thing, but you want to make sure you are treating for fleas effectively, and if you've had uh, mange problems in the past, Make sure you're tackling that as best as you can, and hopefully that'll help with some of that itch. Hey, Lee, thank you so much for your call today. I've had so much fun talking with you. I did, too. I enjoyed it, and thank you for your time. Of course. Anytime you have a question, you feel free to call back. Toll free at 1-866-405-8405. Fleas can be a hassle. Judy had to get rid Mm -hmm. of fleas, and and she cleaned the house. She uh, treated the animals, and it wasn't like for a couple of months that she realized that it was actually her husband's beard is where the the fleas were living. (laughs) Yeah, it was a a horrible thing. Listen, we're going to take a quick break, pay some bills when we come back. Dr. Marty Becker is with us. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. You know canine caviar for their great human-grade ingredients in your dog's food. We now continue that tradition in excellent pet nutrition with seven single-serving cat food trays. We love our cats and dogs, and that's why we're featuring all human-grade tuna, salmon, and chicken proteins with other hand-chosen ingredients to promote proper nutrition. They're in environmentally friendly, recyclable, BPA-free plastic trays. Look for canine and feline caviar products at your local pet supply store or online. For more information, call 800-392-789. Really? No way. Hey, I'm Eric from Sam Adams. Here to get craft beer drinkers' reactions as they secretly taste Sam Adams' Boston Lager. It's got a good body. It's got a great taste. It's very smooth. I, I like that. Think you've had this beer before? No. This is Sam Adams' Boston Lager. Sam Adams! <laughs> I was going to say Sam Adams. That's easy to drink. It's tasty. It's a very flavorful, drinkable beer. Smooth, but it does have flavor. I love a Boston Lager. What this tested is it put Sam Adams back on the map for me. Boston Beer Company, Boston Mass, it was Boston Shaquille O'Neal for Icy Hot Advanced Cream. I know all about living with pain. After 19 years of pro ball, man. But now I'm feeling awesome. Icy Hot Advanced Relief is the real deal. Icy Hot Advanced Cream has two maximum strength ingredients to last up to 50% longer. Works great on shoulders, backs, knees, even arthritis. Icy to dull the pain and hot to relax it away. Come on now. Advance past pain and get on with living. Icy Hot Advanced. Available in cream and patch. Pain over. Use only as directed. I try to put myself out there, but it seems they're all the same. Just telling me what I want to hear. 
Don't fret. You can find your car insurance soulmate. It's easy at Geico.com. You can pay your bill, manage your policy, and you could even save some major cash. If we could reach through the computer to pull your chair out for you and give you a kiss on the hand, we would. Because you deserve to be in a happy, healthy car insurance relationship. That's what life is all about. For a free rate quote, visit Geico.com. Hi, Randy Travis here, and you're listening to Animal Radio. This is Animal Radio, baby. You know, the conversation we were having on Facebook this last week was about whether or not your dog or cat or iguana, whatever it is, do they sleep in the bed with you? Because 20 years ago, the dog was out back in a kennel. Yeah, they weren't even in the house. Now they're in the house, they're family members, and in my situation, I have cats all around me at night. In fact, I blame all of my back troubles... (laughs) <laughs> on the cats. I know. You won't move them, do you? You have to move for them. Joey, you were talking about that a couple it's, weeks ago. Yeah, it's 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 terrible. It's terrible. And because I'm a groomer. I'm not a trainer. I'll, I'll never say that I am. And we have the four Karen Terriers that sleep in a um, king-size bed with my wife, and I'm not allowed to get into the bed. They, they basically attack you. Remember Jinjin on oh. Genie? Think of Jinjin. Okay, but four times and um, just, you know, tearing you up because you're getting in the bed. So I sleep in the other room. Yeah, I would put an end to that. What is your wife? She she doesn't mind, does she? She's okay with that? No, she wants me in the other room. What are you kidding me? <laughs> you know. She's probably trained I'll tell you what, it, yeah. it's, it's most of the time it ain't too bad being in the other room, so. Let's hit the phones. one 405 Do your pets sleep with you? We go to Sugar. Hey, Sugar, is Sugar your real name? It is. I love that. I bet you're a sweet gal, too. Huh? <laughs> well, yeah. that may be debatable. We'll have to ask my husband that one. <laughs> do you let your animals sleep in bed with you? Yes, I do. Uh-oh. What kind of animals I do you do. have? I do. I have two pugs, and uh, my younger one, who is nine years old, has slept in my arms Aww. from the time she was six weeks old. In Aww. your arms every In my night? arms, and that's how she goes to sleep. She crawls under the covers, and then crawls back out and keeps her two front paws on my upper shoulder and head on my shoulder and stares at my husband next to me. Oh. Does she keep him away? Between us. Does she keep him away from you? Uh, she won't move. <laughs> yeah, so the answer is yes. How big is she now? How much does she weigh? She's, she doesn't weigh too much. She's uh, probably about 10 pounds. She's a real little one. And my male sleeps on my other side, but more towards my hip. What does your old man think of this? He's not happy. Yeah. The thing I noticed with the cats is it's really ruined my spontaneity, if you know what I mean. Well, we have cats, too, and we have a lock on our bedroom door because my one cat opens the door with, opens the door handle. Oh, wow. So you don't let the cats on the bed, though? Well, I do if the dogs aren't going to chase them, but it's usually a chase game. So at night, my cats are up at night roaming. They think that they're catching things, and they're just uh, going after the dog toys and carrying them and screaming while they're carrying them. Yeah, I can't see having your bed as a racetrack. We keep them locked out so we could sleep, and there's no chase games going on. Yeah, okay. Well, I feel for your husband there. But you know what? We've always slept with our animals, but it it's not been where they have slept in the middle, like yeah. my female does. I mean, we, we used to sleep with our doby between us. 
So they would much rather have your husband out of the bed, is basically no, what you're saying, correct? No, not really, but um, <laughs> I'm not going to move my pug. <laughs> or is she going to move? Mm, okay. Okay. All right. Thank you for your well, call. It was nice uh, hearing your um, radio show this morning. Is this the first time you've heard it? It is. I'm not usually up as early as I was. I was on my way to... My son and daughter-in-law, she uh, went into labor this morning. Oh, congratulations. Do we have a baby? No, but it was a false, false oh. alarm, so I um, came back home. Okay. Well, we appreciate... <laughs> but I will be listening to it. You now. can also catch the podcast after it airs nationally. There's there's a couple of ways. I'll encourage you to check out the website at animalradio.com. I will, for sure. Thank you very much oh, thank for you. calling. Boy, nice talking with you. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. Two new listeners in one day here. This is amazing. Mm-hmm. We've been around and we're still getting new listeners every day this is this is exciting for me if you're a new listener or if your animal sleeps in the bed with you we'd love to hear from you toll free 1-866-405-8405 you're listening to animal radio call the dream team now at 1-866-405-8405 I'm Beth Stern on Animal Radio and Adopt from Your Local Shelter. We're having a baby, so we got to find a house. Using Realtor.com put the process in my hands. Realtor.com is the most accurate home search site. Accuracy matters. The Realtor shows me things I wouldn't normally find on my own. We worked with a Realtor who he knew the area. A Realtor made sure that we were the first ones at the door when a new house came onto the market. There's no way I could have gotten through this process without him. Realtor.com and Realtors. Together, we make home happen. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. Get something started. That's the sound of a Kubota RTV utility vehicle. Maybe it has a Kubota orange paint job. Maybe camouflage. Maybe it has two seats or maybe it has four. There might even be a comfortable factory-installed cab with heat and air conditioning. In fact, there's a whole lineup of hard-working Kubota RTVs waiting for you at your local Kubota dealer. Like the redesigned RTV X-Series, the next generation of North America's top-selling diesel utility vehicle with truck-inspired styling. It's a whole new driving experience with Kubota's exclusive independent rear suspension technology for a smooth, comfortable ride, even in rugged terrain and bumpy work sites. With so many RTV options, it's easy to find the right one for you. Then start saving with low-rate, long-term financing available now. Kubota RTV Utility Vehicles, built for the best things in life. Visit Kubota.com to find your local Kubota dealer. The world is very different since GEICO started saving people money over 75 years ago. This interweb thing? Not around. You wanted to know the answer to something? You just asked old man Russell. And if he didn't know, he made it up. That's why everyone in my town thought lightning bugs were filled with real lightning. Hey, we weren't always the sharpest tools in the shed, but we knew GEICO was a smart deal. GEICO, saving people money on car insurance for over 75 years. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies with thousands of quality products at low prices every day so you save on every order. Visit fosterandsmith.com. Hi, Tammy Trujillo. For years, there has been a lot of controversy about declawing cats. And now the American Veterinary Medical Association has amended its policy to clarify that declawing is a major surgery. It should only be done as a last resort to prevent destructive clawing. 
but it stopped short of suggesting a ban on it. The new policy does stress the importance of educating cat guardians about normal feline scratching behavior, alternatives to declawing, and there are quite a few, and that declawing is actually the amputation of the first digit of the cat's toes. The AVMA says there may be some situations where declawing might be necessary to keep a cat in the family, pointing out that cats can present a risk of injury or disease to people with compromised skin integrity, such as an elderly person, or someone who might have a compromised immune system. The AVMA says the decision should stay with the cat's guardian with the aid of their vet. The kids who grow up with pets are more likely to become vegetarians later on in life. At least that's what a new study done at Bellarmine University in Louisville, Kentucky just found. It discovered that such kids develop deeper empathy toward animals, and that can result in more of a desire to avoid eating meat. In the study, when the participants did eat meat, people who were attached to a pet during childhood tended to justify it by looking the other way, keeping from thinking about the origin of the meat. While those who had much of a less attachment to a pet as a child more often justified the meal in a direct and unapologetic way, saying that humans are supposed to eat meat. There has been a lot of talk, and we've been doing some of it, lately about how to memorialize our pets after they pass. Well, now there's a company in Houston. It already sends people's remains into space. It's now offering to do the same for pets. Celestis says rockets carrying the cremated remains of dogs and cats will start this fall, The price will be about the same as it is for humans, starting at $995. So if you want your pet's remains to orbit the earth or go into the ether, now apparently you'll be able to do it. I wonder how you know if if your pet's um, ashes actually orbit the earth. Really? They can like, just like, 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 what kind of guarantee do you get? Yeah. Well, this is the same company that sent Gene Roddenberry of Star Trek fame out there, so I guess they're reputable. Okay. I mean, That's as right. reputable as it can be, <laughs> sending ashes out into space. So you're right, nobody will know, but they, they've got quite a history. Okay. I'm Tammy Trujillo. Get more breaking animal news anytime at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Doctors Foster and Smith Pet Supplies. Visit fosterandsmith.com for pet supplies selected by veterinarians with 100% satisfaction guaranteed. Doctors Foster and Smith, your trusted source for quality, affordable pet supplies. Veterinarian owned with veterinary expertise behind every product. Doctors Foster and Smith has thousands of name brand pet products, including pet medications, all with a 100% satisfaction guarantee. Low prices every day, so you save on every order with free shipping on orders $49 or more. Fast service delivered right to your door. Shop online at fosterandsmith.com because your pet's health and happiness come first. Lots of things change in life. Here's one thing that has it. For over 20 years, Lumber Liquidators has been the home of unbelievable flooring deals. And right now, those deals are even better. Take your pick of gorgeous pre-finished hardwoods like cherry, oak, and hickory, or an incredible 149 a square foot, plus loads of major hardwood flooring brands at a crazy 40% off. Even get great deals on laminate, bamboo, and vinyl floors. So go to LumberLiquidators.com today to find the store nearest you. Special 12-month financing available. But hurry, the sale ends Tuesday. I'm in Yosemite National Park to talk Gold Bond Rapid Relief Cream with the Miller family. So how many itchy bug bites and rashes do you have? 33 bites. 34. And a case of poison ivy. It itches. Do not scratch. Miller family, relief starts now. Gold Bond has twice the itch-fighting medicine of hydrocortisone cream. Plus aloe and vitamin E. It's fast relief on contact. Feels better already. Who's up for a hike? 
Look at the big kitty. I'm out. Gold Bond Rapid Relief Cream. Relief starts now. Geico presents Fan Mail to a Pig. Dear Maxwell, first off, I really enjoy your commercials about Geico's app. I watch them over and over and over. They make me both laugh and very hungry. Weird. Anyway, I just want to let you know how Geico's new claim status updates on the app really blow me away. Getting those updates makes me think of you. I'd like to thank you in person. Just send me your address. All the best, Big Bad W. Sure thing, Big Bad W. I got a pen. It's 802, not going to happen lane. Claim status updates just to tap away on the Geico app. It's Animal Radio. Don't forget, you can download the Animal Radio app for Android and your iPhone. It's a free download. Ask your questions directly from the app, as well as listen to past shows. And it's all brought to you by Dr. Fosters and Smith. Thanks, guys, for bringing us the Animal Radio app. Download that now. It's free. Dr. Marty Becker, how are you doing today? Oh, my gosh. Uh, you know, I was listening to discussion about treating fleas, and Uh-oh. I swear, if you've been a bad if you've been a bad girl or a bad boy as a vet, probably the last conversation you have before you you have the final grace and say goodbye will either be on a cat litter box issue or or getting rid of fleas. Oh my gosh. You know, I've been a veterinarian for thirty five years and it's so much of it is the same discussions of trying to educate people. But thirty five years ago it was literally chemical warfare. I mean it was these nasty dips and sprays and powders and collars and stuff and now it if people will just talk to their veterinarian, there's several really good solutions out there, and they just have to be diligent. That's uh, yeah. the key. Yes, you can't yeah. give up, and uh, you can't like just treat the animal and not treat the house, for instance. Yeah. And you can't right. do it just once, either. Yeah, yeah and then, pe- then people think, well, I'll stop now. It's expensive. I'll split the dose, or I'll try this dog product on the cat, or I'll try a horse product on something, just crazy stuff. And and you can't. You've got to use the you know, lifetime parasite control for all pets that's the internal and external parasites and if you're you know really diligent in using these new products uh you know you won't have those kind of problems and and the other thing i was thinking about people that think they know what's wrong with these pets skin you know the number one reason people take pets to the vet is skin problems and flea allergy dermatitis like explained is very common in some parts of the country but you, you're hearing about giving a steroid shot, and, and veterinarians now have some really unique solutions for skin problems that we didn't even have last year. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. There's a product called Apocal that's, I just, I think every day, I, I use it on one of my own dogs, and I just look up and say, thank you, God, for letting Zoetis create this product, because I had a pit bull that suffered from skin problems, and we'd get it. We, you know, she'd scratch and she'd break the skin barrier, and you get the the secondary bacterial infection, and here comes the yeast, and we'd treat her and bathe her and get her all over it, and then it'd start again. And since she's been on a pockwell, she's never scratched a day after that, and she's never punctured the skin barrier. No more skin problems. Nothing. All right. Wow. Now we, we got to say, Marty, though. That drug is very hard to get. Is it? What is it? Get it. It's well, very hard to get. That's the problem. Is is they had a two year supply. It's called Apocul, A-P-O-Q-U-E-L. Uh-huh. 
And they had a two-year supply that was gone in two weeks. Oh, wow. Jeez. The first two weeks it was out. So she, that's good that you mentioned mm-hmm. that because they, what they, they, I have to admire the company though. It was unexpected, the demand for the product. And they didn't want pets that already had relief to not, you know, put all these pets on it and not have enough to supply the pets that were on it. So they'd have to go back to suffering again. So mm-hmm. the people that, that aren't at the front of the line with a pet are going to have to wait till later this uh, year when the supply will catch up. What do they make it out of that there's such short supply? It's, it's a really, it's a, it's a neat product because it breaks the histamine cycle. You know, you take an antihistamine to stop that redness and it breaks the histamine cycle at a very specific spot. It's just really difficult to make. There's, there's one plant in, uh, Indiana that makes it and that's it. And it has to be sent over to, to Italy to be packaged. It's just a very, it's a very simple, but very difficult to make if it makes sense. It's, it's a very unique product that's going to probably be the first 200 or $300 million product ever in veterinary medicine. Wow. Okay. Well, we'll keep exactly. our eyes out on that for sure. Yeah. I certainly didn't know there was more than one type of flea. I thought fleas were fleas, and here there were cat fleas and dog fleas. <laughs> I have learned something. Different that's... varieties. Now, what about the ones that are in the flea circuses? Are those cat fleas or dog fleas? Uh, do they have better memory? Better you know, I'm not sure, but I would I would say the cat fleas are so plentiful, they'd be uh, easiest to provide. Okay. Yeah, but I think a dog flea would be easier to train. Yeah, well, it's have been hanging out with the dog. <laughs> First of all, where I live in northern Idaho, listen to this. We don't have fleas or ticks, so huh? not, only, not only do we not have to worry about it, for wow. that's but the people well how do you practice what do you do but i want to give you some some tips that i've learned over the years through personal experience or in writing 24 books and let's start with dental care literally nobody is going to brush your pet's teeth you should that's the ideal thing my wife does it but she's a freak she even flosses their teeth about four times a year that's weird yeah that's weird so outside of my wife uh you know there's less than one percent brush their teeth so you need to use some kind of daily oral care that's typically in the form of an edible toothbrush and by that i'll tell you my three favorites uh one is greenies and greenies people most people know about them uh they have the veterinary oral health care seal of approval which isn't easy to get they're a little pricey and the dogs consume them very quickly so that's probably not my favorite number two milkbone has a new dental chew out that it too got the veterinary oral health care seal of approval so not the old milk ones i bought as a kid you know the multicolored little biscuit but this is actually a, a very well engineered dental chew and the third thing the one i personally use and i recommend to clients is called a cet hextra chew and it's it's an enzyme impregnated rawhide so the rawhide has chlorhexidine in it it's very palatable in fact, one of the clinics I work at part-time, we use it as a treat. And you can get it from your veterinarian or you can get it online. It's by a company called Verback, which is the number one company for dental products in, in veterinary medicine. Mm, okay. I know that uh, Ladybug does uh, just like a regular old Purina bone, and it keeps her Yeah, cheap. busy bone. Busy bone, and it, it, it does the trick. They used to say dry food kept teeth cleaner than than canned food, and that's not true. Oh, uh, we, we now know that dry food and canned food are the same. The, the semi-moist, the, those kind of semi-moist foods, those do have higher levels of periodontal disease because it's kind of a sticky, yeah. it's sticky, sticky sweet. But there is no difference between dry and canned food, which I used to say that for years it helped, and now we know it doesn't. So j- just some kind of daily uh, oral care that's, a, that's a, a form of an edible toothbrush, I call it. And if you do that, you're going to, to be dramatically increase the time between professional cleanings. 
Uh, as far as, as reducing shedding, there's two products I really like. One is when you bathe your dog. And we've talked on here before about the importance of bathing your dogs much more frequently than you did at the past. You not only flush these allergy triggers off to prevent or reduce uh, what we call environmental allergies, but also all that hair that's genetically triggered to fall out that week will end up uh, you know, in the tub, in the steel wool you have on the drain and not all over you. Uh-huh. So there's a product called Zoom Groom. It's made by the Kong Company, and it's a it's something you hold in your hand. It has these rubber fingers that go down and get really deep, so it takes those medicated shampoos or just a cleansing shampoo deep to the skin, and it also works out that you'll end up with just a mat of hair on it that you pull out, and you think, oh, gosh, thank gosh it's in the trash now and not uh, not around the house. And then, of course, the old standby, the Furminator, yep. which I love that Can you product. over-ferminate an animal? Yes. Sure. Okay. Yes. Yeah, you can because you're you're stripping it down with that razor blade, and sometimes people are too aggressive with it. It'll actually irritate the skin. Mm-hmm. And you got to be careful on sensitive areas, you know. I know enough of my dogs where you find the places where the fold and the groin in certain places got to be really careful there. But those are those are my top two tips there. And if you get if you ever get hair down in the carpet, or the carpet or the upholstery, and you can't get it up, if you take a balloon and and rub a balloon over it, it'll make that hair stick up. And you can either use a pet hair pickup or a vacuum cleaner, and it'll come right out. <laughs> That's a clever idea. Good stuff. I love it. Dr. Marty Becker, the website. Where is the website? Are we going to uh, Pet Connection? What? Uh, yeah, yeah. Go, go to go to drmartybecker.com is the best one for okay. now. Sounds and, good. And, and I got one last tip I want to tell you though too. Well, okay, we got to take a break. We'll come back with Dr. Marty Becker and his last tips. I think it's going to be a good one. You're listening to Animal Radio. Find us at animalradio.com. Log on, learn more. Okay, it's Animal Radio, and we are with Animal Radio veterinary correspondent Dr. Marty Becker, and he has some great tips. For desensitizing your pet to the vet, start young. If you're, I want all these new puppy, puppy and kitten owners to do something that we've started doing lately, and that is pretending you have a veterinary hospital at home. Uh, ask, ask for a syringe from your veterinarian. You don't need a needle, just a syringe, and you're going to pretend you're giving vaccinations. So they see the syringe, they feel you lift up a little piece of skin and you pinch it, and then you give them a treat. Ooh. You also give them a little bit of a greenies pill pocket. So you you set them down, tip their head back, do their jog, just like you're giving a pill, but it's the same consistency, the same taste as what you're going to have to give years later when you have to give a medication. And if the, for the really adventuresome, you can use a Q-tip, and you lift their tail up, and you give them a treat. You take the Q-tip, you touch their anus, and give them a treat. You lift it up, touch <laughs> the anus. Delightful. This is getting worse. And you put a little KY, and you just barely insert it in there, and you give them a treat. And what that does is you're going to help the veterinarian whenever they come in so that pet doesn't have anxiety or fear when it gets its temperature taken. Oh, so well, that's great. Desensitizing. That's yeah. Desensitizing, yes. I love it. Some great tips there. Uh, I've never heard that one before, but I guess that would that makes sense. Dr. Marty Becker, check out drmartybecker.com. You know, you ought to do one on uh, all of the, uh, you know, you were talking about how you used to believe 10 and 15 years ago that hard foods were good for cleaning teeth. There's got to be a whole assortment of myths and things that we believed 10, 15 years ago that have changed. It would be great to do a, a segment on that. Sometime. I'll, I'll do that because I already think of two or three right now that I used to claim was biblical truth and now I know it's completely false. So I'd love to do a segment on that. 
eat your words. I'm going to eat my words. People love it when you say you're wrong, too. Those are the most popular shows where you failed. Well, you know, it takes, it takes, and I would only trust a veterinarian that would admit that they were wrong. But if they're willing to learn and address new technologies, that's kind of cool. Well, listen, I love you. I love your show. Literally, I learned something. That's how good the information is. So always glad to be part of the team and be on the show. You're listening to Animal Radio. Call the Dream Team now at 1-866-405-8405. Vinnie Penn coming at you again on Animal Radio with a party animal segment. I saw on the telephone pole at the end of my street the other day a missing pet flyer. We've discussed flyers here in the past. The catch with this one is they had drawn the picture of the cat missing. It was a pencil drawing. Now that one, you're not going to really be able to tell. I, I don't know. It didn't look any different than any other millions of cats you see out on the show. Well, you don't see as many these days as stray cats as you did when I was a kid uh, back in the 70s and 80s. But um, they didn't really look any different. Two, it told me that you're drawing the picture of this cat that you never took one of your cat. So how much could you have possibly loved it if you didn't have a picture to photocopy for the flyer now that Smitten's is missing. I'm not even going to get into the whole Smittens thing. But how much could you have loved Smittens? Maybe Smittens ran away, one, because he never took a damn picture of him. And two, because he named him Smittens. Any pet, party animal, animal radio. Hey, this is Paula Poundstone. Wait, I forget where I am. Animal radio. Animal radio. I love that. Oh, hey, this is Paula Poundstone on animal radio. Spay and neuter your pets or we're going to be eaten alive. It's Animal Radio celebrating our connection with our pets. Toll free, 1-866-405-8405. Don't forget, you can also ask your questions directly from the Animal Radio app for iPhone and Android, as well as listen to all the uh, past shows and uh, delve into our deep resources. With us now, TV critic for the Boston Globe, Matthew Gilbert, is joining us. Hi, Matt. How are you doing? Do you mind if I call you Matt? No, not at all. Brand new book out called Off the Leash, and it's kind of cool. You're the kind of guy that... uh, you, you really didn't like dogs. You were, you were actually afraid of dogs, weren't you? I was terrified of dogs. Um, you know, I grew up in a home uh, where we never had a dog. Uh, my mother was also afraid of dogs. Um, and so if I saw a dog, it, it just it seemed so mysterious and unpredictable. And um, I thought they were dirty, too, if I touched a dog. Sure. Accidentally, I, my hand would buzz until I could wash it. <laughs> <laughs> and this happened up until your forties, or <laughs> I would say yes, until really? my early forties. Yes, absolutely. Wow. What actually changed you? Well, I think it, you know some people find a dog and um, they fall in love with the dog, and then they that kind of becomes their bridge to falling in love with another person. For me, it happened the other way around. I met a person. Um, who is now my husband, and uh, I fell in love, and he's a dog person. Uh-oh. And, yeah, and um, I had to kind of loosen up, and, and gradually um, I relaxed around dogs because I was constantly having to be around them. Uh, I began to f- trust them and reached a point where I couldn't imagine living without a dog. And, I mean, I just told you that when I touched a dog, I couldn't wait to wash my hands. Now, 
I mean, I kiss my dog, Toby, <laughs> on the mouth. I, you know, I can't get enough of touching him. I, I feel very drawn to him in a tactile Now, you way. did see where Toby was cleaning an hour before he kissed you uh, on the mouth, right? <laughs> we blocked those things Yeah. Out. <laughs> you got a lot of making up to do. But what happened was I, I got this, you know, so we finally got this dog, Toby, and even though I'm a TV critic and kind of the sort of person who spends most of my time in front of the TV or just with my husband or one or two friends, uh, Toby wasn't having that. He had to get out. He had to play. Sure. He's an extremely social dog. I found him pulling me to the dog park, and it became ultimately a great experience for me. Well, now, did that take away from your work? I mean, if, if watching TV is your job, by the way, great gig if you can TV critic and <laughs> oh, get paid for that. it. But uh, did that take you away from your job? Did you find that uh, it was, you see, for me, I have distractions from work also, and I'm just wondering how this affected you. <laughs> well, it depends whether or not my bosses are listening. Okay. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um you know, I don't think it did take away from my work time because I would come back from the park, and I still do. I come back from the park refreshed. You know, sometimes I'm sitting in front of my TV or my computer, and I'm not really being productive. The best thing that I can do is to leave and come back yes. you know, re-energized. And the park is a great place to do that. Yeah, It's great. The dogs get you out from behind the TV, yeah. which is... And you know what? They have this new dog TV. Where the have you seen this on Direct TV? They have dog TV. That's my biggest fear is that me and the dog will be sitting in front of the couch, couch all day, TV all day. <laughs> now I'm a big people watcher. There's got to be a lot of people to watch at a dog park. I can imagine. Yes, you get oh, yes. all different types. Oh, tell us about some of the crazy people there. <laughs> oh, crazies? No, dog people who are crazy. What do you mean? <laughs> um, it's. One of the things that I love about the culture, the subculture of the dog park, is that it brings in people of all ages, all different walks of life, um, and uh, so you find yourself talking to and rubbing elbows with people that you might normally never meet. You know, there are people, and, and some. Of my, I think my favorite dog park type is the person who loves to talk. You know, the person who, because they're in this semi-anonymous place and they're among these dogs who are having such a good time, they feel like they can just tell you everything about themselves. You know, I'm a sort of listener. I love listening to people's stories. So, you know, there are these people, it's like, I call it dam burstage. I mean, you're standing there and they're telling you their entire <laughs> life story, even though you don't know their names. It's very eccentric and very sweet. Uh, so I love that. Which is another thing. You notice you never know their names. You know their dogs' names, but exactly. you never know their names. Yes. Exactly. Which can be awkward. You know, you know what's funny at the dog park that I noticed? The what? crazier the person is, yeah. the probably the better pet owner or, or pet parent they are. Really? They love their pets more. That, that's what I've noticed. The more crazier they are. And I'm saying crazy. I'm just talking about the ones you look at and say, that one's a nut. But um, usually they, they make better, the, the best um, pet owners. I agree with you 100%. Um, I, some of the people that you meet and you think, this person is crazy and I better not make eye contact. And before you know it, you're, you're touched by them because you can see how much they love dogs and, and what, what a good 
dog owner they are. And it's, you know, it really is a nice common ground that you have with You know, almost. when you mention common ground, you know, an incident that happened to me one time, I was out with my dog, a little tiny dog, and this man was approaching me, and he had tattoos on his face, and the tire, he was definitely in a gang. And I was there by myself, and I was a little frightened, and I kind of held my purse close and held my dog close, and he, he was coming right towards me. And the guy gets close, gets down on his knees, and starts talking baby talk to my dog and tells me about a dog that he had when he was younger that looked just like my dog. And like you say, he opened up, and it was like we knew each other forever. Oh, I love that story. By the way, if you go to the dog park and you don't see any crazy people, you're the crazy person, just to let you <laughs> Well, now tell me, the book is, and we barely mentioned the book, it's called Off the Leash, and it's about, obviously, your trips to the dog park? It's about my trips to the dog park. It's about everything that we've been talking about. Okay. You know, it's about my transformation from um, a more or less introvert to a more outgoing and social person, thanks to my dog and the dog park. Can we give away some of these? Yes, we've, we've got nine copies. No, oh, I don't understand. Don't we usually get ten? Yes, <laughs> but we have nine. Okay. I don't know what happened to that tenth copy. It's called Off the Leash. The author is TV critic for the Boston Globe, Matthew Gilbert, and his website, MatthewGilbert.com. So if you don't get through today to pick up the book, you head on over to your bookstore or go to Amazon and ask for Off the Leash by Matthew Gilbert. Thank you so much for hanging with us today. Kind of fun. Oh, my God. This was delightful. Thank you. I want to thank Sylvie Bordeaux of Voulez. Think I'm going out with a cheese omelet or something like that. And I want to thank Dr. Marty Becker for coming on the show today. Have yourself a great week. Bye bye. Bye. This is Animal Radio Network.